That'll do, pig, that'll do. I don't know who the pig is in this analogy. It's probably me. Ah, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. Ah, uh, no, I'm, I'm Babe. I'm then the tiny, cute little pig that gets all the friends, family, and the respects of his farmer. And then gets turned into bacon. Actually, I didn't think that analogy through, did I? Um, anyway, let's start this week's Immaterial Gamers podcast off with this. Why not? Hey, I was wondering where no. that was going to come from. Like, I feel like I thought you maybe just forgot about it, but uh, I realized you were saving it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a party popper, except... Um, except with not, zero calories. Yeah, zero calories, zero sugar, and not uh, only to be sold as part of a multi-pack. So, um, yeah, that was the last of the three crates of 24 cans that we brought in for the Christmas New Year period. A Good lot Lord. of them, a, a lot of them went during New Year. But, uh, Max out for Pepsi Max. Yeah, boy. Uh, right, how, yeah. Was it, were, a lot, were a lot of them drinking straight, or were a lot of them uh, used in some other drinks? Oh well, considering now my bottle of absolute vodka is now near the bottom, nice. I'd say it was used in that. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's your boy Ryan on the Immaterial Gamers podcast, and it's also your boy Duncan. Hey I'm back. And uh, here we are, this is the first actual podcast of the new year, episode yep. number 23. Um, Jim Carrey's favourite number, no, actually, it was number 13 or 25, I don't care. What about, what about Jim Carrey now? The number 23? Was that the film that he was in where he was went a bit mental because he was seeing the number 23 everywhere? Uh, I am, I don't know what you're talking about. That, that does not ring a bell. Ah, cool. Cool. And, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Don't it doesn't mean like it. you're hearing the number 23 everywhere. Yeah, um, so, anyway, yeah, like it is, Podcast 23. Uh, it's just another another two-man podcast. That's how old I am. Gonna... Hey, what now? That's how old I am, 23. Well, in that case, happy shared birthday podcast and Duncan. Neat. There, uh, so uh, that 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 works out. Right. Well, let's get into it. Really, then. Uh, you know, let's go. Let's go and see what the new year's given us. Um, mainly due to starting of a game that we've been playing, and uh, I would like to go first on this one. Very well. You're the uh, host. You set the rules. Oh, we should probably point out, there's only two of us on the podcast today, so, you know, yeah. we're probably going to see if we can stretch things out a little bit, otherwise the podcast will only be like 25 minutes long. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. That that works, because I'm sure I've just heard some movement in my uh, in the kitchen. Ah, it's fine, it's nothing to worry about, it's probably only the, uh, the washing machine taking off. <laughs> They're after the Pepsi Max. Yeah, they're going to have trouble because I've got the last one. My um, God. <laughs> so, uh, so the humble monthly uh, games came out this month, and we had, you know, a lot of big games like Project Cars and and Just Cause. What I played was a little puzzle game by the name of Cube Two. That's Cube, spelt C M. No, Q U B E. And little Cube. dots in between. It's supposed to be. Uh, I'm guessing it's supposed to be some sort of acronym. But it uh, it follows on from the puzzle game Cube, again, spelt the same. Uh, it's a first-person puzzler where you're in a facility made out of cubes. 
and you use cubes of different colours in order to progress through these cube-shaped levels um, to try and figure out what the major mystery is of the big cube. I've realised I've said cube about 12 times in that sentence. And the real question is, how many time, how many different ways have that, has that word been spelt in your sentences? Um... Oh, that's, that's 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 twelve times, probably at least six of each variation that I said so far. So yeah, um, but I'll try and explain it a little bit better. This one is actually has a story. The first cube was that you were a person doing some sort of weird aptitude test. I know it sounds awfully like Portal at that point, but bear with me. Um, in the second game, you you've actually been given a name. And even though you're in first person, you've been given a face. The name you is are... Shell. No, no. Uh, Gordon her name Freeman? Is... No, uh, it's not any Valve name. Uh, her name is Amelia Cross. She's some British archaeologist who suddenly ends up inside said cube. Apparently, in uh, something happened in the first game and never got to fully to the end of it. That it turned out the cube itself was actually some interplanetary vessel uh, that just was heading towards Earth on a collision course, and people were designed to, or people were trained to stop it. Um, from the fact that you're playing Cube Two, spoiler alert, you didn't. Hmm. It uh, it ended up on the it ended up on Earth, and. You, as Amelia, are working with another voice somewhere, um, trying to figure out why the cube's here, is it active, do they need to destroy it, and particularly to get a beacon to find out where they are. It turns out, like I say, they're on Earth. It was Earth all along. Um, but yeah, the way, that, the way that it works is, through the game, you are given, initially, one coloured cube. And then you get three by the end of it. And then there are other mechanics. I've experienced the gel mechanic. No, sorry, oil mechanic. It's different to the gels. But yeah, you've got to get through each puzzle room. So the first the first like power you get is the ability to place a blue cube on a panel. And that acts as a launch pad. So if you go on it, you just bounce up into the air in the direction of the of the pad. If you have objects, they will bounce on them and just fly off. Um, you get an orange cube, which you can basically place to pull out and make little platforms or blockers. And you get a green cube, which is just a solid lump of lime jello. Weird. Mm. So yeah. I love lime jello. Sounds very, uh, sounds very cubey. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like you'll get like various... It's a lot of it are mixtures on the same sort of ideas that um, you use the blue ones to try and you know jump around and hit places you can't quite access. While you can jump, you can only jump a certain height. Generally, one cube in height. It sounds very Minecraft at that point. But is there's there's puzzles where you have to sort of combine them, like there are doors that require a heavy enough item to hit it. So you have to try and find a way of launching green cubes using blue jump pads to hit doors. Um, sort of making little platforms for yourself to 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 access new areas, um, and you know basically do a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, an interesting point now where the story's gone along that it turned out the cube had arrived at Earth. It sounds like it killed everyone on Earth, but it was not the makers of the cube's design for that to happen. So they want you to try and rectify their mistake. 
so you're sat there um, sort of covering the cubes in oil and a lot of the areas of the level are flammable and you use that to try and burn new places to, to get to a move and I kind of like it. The story's a little, well, it's just a story really. It's just something to give you an impression of, of moving from one place to the other. But yeah, it's enjoyable and it's, it's something different from the, you know, the constant killing of humanity that, you know, that I've been playing over the past few weeks. So wait, the space aliens sent a cube to Earth and it it's like, just threads to destroy everything, but that wasn't like what I was supposed to do? No, it's, well, not from what it looks like. It was just a cube in space that was just designed to work on its own. So it's just like, oh, it's just a vessel. It just moves from one place to the other. Um, Can you imagine if, like, future humanity, like, if we invented some kind of technology that was just like, ah, it's just a big square in space, just leave it, do its own thing, and then we lose then, its signal, and then we find it like, years later, and it's like, oh, it seems to have accidentally wiped out this sentient species we didn't know existed until just now. Whoops. Yeah, yeah whoops. My bad. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it was enjoyable. If you, if anyone got the humble monthly thing it's worth picking up it's probably a few pound on on steam um it's interesting enough to to play it is like i say if it itches it's it scratches the portal itch it does sound very portally by the way this description yeah it i mean yeah and there's it's not nothing bad about it it's nice to actually from what it looks like i mean there are memories that say that that you, you like pick up recollections of stuff that's happened that suggest something darker is a foot, but it's not like it's this outward evil entity like GLaDOS was in Portal. Oh, spoilers. Yes, she was evil. Um, spoilers for a, a almost 12-year-old game. Yeah. That's like that's that's like three hours long. Yeah. If you haven't played Portal, you never really were, were you? Don't never know. trust the voice that's super passive-aggressive and constantly alludes to your death. Yeah. That sounds like a recording, yet seems to currently know what was going on at every step. Anyway, yeah, that was that was Cube, and that was that was my game uh, that I played this week. And I was technically going to turn around and say that I played Black Mirror Bandersnatch, but I'm not an evil bastard. You know, oh, what did you play this week, Ryan? Oh yeah, I played a film. I played a film? Yeah. Or I watched a game. Played a film, so what you're saying is that you played a Square Enix game. Well... Um, huh. uh, yeah. My my sister recently picked up the, the the Kingdom Hearts Super Mega Ultra Final Remix 2.0 Birth by oh. Dead Light Moon Sleep oh. or whatever it's called for the PlayStation 4. Oh yeah. That has all the Kingdom Hearts games on it, or maybe most of them, or I don't know. Oh, the one that they called the story so far and still haven't brought out number three. Even though Donald Duck's wielding a 9mm pistol, don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, but, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, but yeah, no, she's just getting at that. She's discovering how hard Kingdom Hearts 1 actually is. <laughs> uh, she's lost her mind already at the uh, Trickmaster in Wonderland. Oh, ho. Real shame you can't, uh, real shame you can't drink the grow potion right before, uh, Right before that fight, you know, that'd be a lot easier if the trickmaster only came up to your shin. <laughs> and it's like, oh, look, a piece of paper. Stomp. Womp. 
I especially wouldn't want to get stepped on by Sora's shoes. Oh my god. The shoes are the size of my torso. And I'm an adult. He's 14. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sora, the Final Fantasy 15 reject. Sorry, fit? No. 10. 10. Would definitely be 10. Yeah. It did come out yeah. just after 10, I believe. Yeah. Also, that's why you got, like, you know, Sora on an island with Riku and all that. I know like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. How are you on the Final Fantasy tw- Ten reject cruise? And then Mickey and Donald. And uh, No, actually, no, my head's going to explode if I keep talking. You're just talking about the premise. You, once you start getting the story, that's when things really hurt. Start to hurt. Uh, I watched woo-hoo. a video last night of someone trying to explain all the essential key elements of the Kingdom Hearts story thus far. Mm. And I admit, it may have had a little bit to do with the fact that I was kind of drunk. But man, uh, it was like a 39-minute video. And about eight minutes into the video, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Could you repeat that part? I don't, I don't, I don't, I forgot. Where are we? Who is this guy? Mm. It's yeah. uh it's a muddled nightmare. <laughs> oh, well. It puts no. regular. It's uh, Kingdom Hearts is the Square Enix game that makes other Square Enix games seem coherent and normal. Yeah, when you actually think about it now, you know, Final Fantasy VII was just, you know, it was child's play. Yeah. Absolute child's play. It's like, at least in Final Fantasy VII, there was only one character whose mind and memories were swapped with one other character, you know? Yeah. Kingdom Hearts, that's like, that's like the main recurring plot. It's just like, everyone is not the person that you think they are. And they're also not the person they think they are. Everyone's a reincarnation or possessed by someone else. And it's all just circular. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not here to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Thank God. Because uh, we'd be here for a while if I was. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Uh, what what game do you wish to talk about today, then? The game I actually did talk or the game I actually did play this week, a lot of, in fact, was an older game, an older indie PC game. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, I'm just puking on screen. Uh, it's called FTL, Faster Than Light. Oh, Yes. Uh, good, familiar? Good old, oh yeah, yeah. Good old roguelike top-down spaceship worker placement simulator. I yep. just I feel it's like a board game at that point. But uh, yeah, no, very, very one more go gameplay. Oh yeah, I've been playing the hell out of that this week. I don't even know what spurred it on. I think what it was is like it was one of the only games that I had. I was at my over the holidays. I was at my stepfather's. And uh, I didn't have access to my regular computer, I just had my laptop. And I only had, like, two games on my laptop that would, like, run properly and were already installed. And FTL was one of them. So I, I just played that while I was over at his place. And then that carried over into me coming home and just playing it for almost a whole week straight. So, yeah, FTL, you know, it's a roguelike game, you know, procedurally generated. It's all random. You're the captain of... A spaceship that's uh, on a mission to deliver a secret plans to your Federation allies as the rebel fleet slowly uh, encroaches on your behind. You go through something like eight sectors, which can all be divided into you know various FTL points that you teleport between. 
depending on how you navigate, you usually get like probably about ten or so teleportations per yep. map, and you get throughout this you encounter various other ships who might try to blow you up. Maybe they'll give you a quest to take them to another location. Sometimes there'll be stores. Sometimes there'll be distress beacons. You never, you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. God. Wow. Yeah. If you wanted to commune with RNG Jesus, FTL is your game. Oh yeah, it's a, definitely a very luck-oriented game. Mm-hmm. Over time, yeah. you can uh, you can upgrade your weapons and your your systems, make your ship, you know, better equip your ship for deep space flight against the slowly uh, increasingly dangerous enemies. Mm-hmm. And the hope is, and the hope is that by the time you get to Sector Eight, uh, you are able to fight the Rebel flagship, which is a monstrosity of a ship that oh yeah, that will ruin your day if you are not properly prepared. No, the the Illidan storm rage of Rebel flagships. You are not prepared. It's, yeah. It's, Laser uh, beam straight to your O2 stores, and oh look. No, even better is when they throw out a hacking system directly onto your weapon system as soon as the fight starts. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, my weapons are disabled. I guess I'll just restart my whole run then. <laughs> yeah. My my hour and a half run that I <laughs> that I was doing yeah. so well on. I can't use well, my weapons now. Yeah, all these crewmates I acquired, friends I made, enemies I killed, loves I lost, and you just stopped me from doing anything. So. um... Well, it was nice to know you. That's why you it's go. really important to have a uh, a defense drone by the time you get to the end, or something mm-hmm. to that effect, to shoot down those uh, those incoming drones, hacking yeah. drones. But, uh, even that's one of those games that's like even on easy mode, it's not an easy game at all. No, like, not I, at all. I have yet to complete a hard mode game. I have I've beaten easy mode a few times. I've beaten normal, you know, three or four times, but I've never beaten hard mode. That game is relentless on hard mode. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to say this, and you know, I will lose some gamer points here, but I haven't completed easy mode. I say that uh, off off center just because you know, I I have to admit it. It's a brutal game. Honestly, I think the easiest game, the easiest ship to beat it with on easy mode is probably the NG ship. Mm. Because ju- that that weapon you start with, it's an Ion 2 weapon, basically just like disables their it it like disables the system rather than actually damages it. And mm. uh, Ion 2 in particular just like fires rapidly like every 4 seconds. Uh, and it fires faster than their shields can regenerate. So if you just keep their shields down forever. You also have an attack drone that you can uh, act- activate, and once their shields are down, it just goes to town. It's a viable yeah. strategy for the first two or three sectors on easy mode, uh, and by that point, you can usually find some kind of laser weapon to replace your ion weapon. Mm. One of the one of the important things about the late game of that game is you need to either have some kind of missile weapon that breaks through shields, or you need a lot of, like, burst laser weapons that 
break down shields quickly. Mm. Without at least yeah. one of those solutions, you're not likely to make it to the end. Yep, that, that, that sounds like something I should learn when I play FTL again. At that point, I mean, I've, I mean, those developers—they know how to do their brutal roguelike games. Um, <clears throat> have you tried Into the Breach? I have not tried Into the Breach. I've seen some gameplay of it, and I was mostly confused. I wasn't really sure what was going on, but I really should check it out. I just—I like FTL so much that I really should investigate mm. their other projects. Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely. Yeah, with Into the Breach, it takes it into. I mean, like I say, you'll have seen it, but for sort of anyone else yes it, instead of it being this sort of real-time um management simulator for for ftl it's a, a turn-based tactics game for for into the breach but it's still just as brutal as their other game and it, it means to be honest the reason i picked it up was because buying when you could um when into the breach first came out on like gog or something like that you could or the humble store you could buy it and you'd get a copy of ftl enhanced edition for free so, it was it was definitely worth it at the time, but oh man, sometimes something yeah. Sometimes if I want to be, this is gonna sound weird. If I want to be punished, mm. FTL and Into the Breach are good games. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not easy. You, two things important to learn about that game: one, mm. burst laser weapons are just the best, no argument. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, uh, m make sure to make gratuitous use of the pause button. Yeah. Very important to time your weapons and to be paying attention to what's happening on the field at any given moment, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, it's your friend, the pause button. Yeah, it's especially important if you have, like, a like a beam weapon alongside your burst, wep your la burst laser weapons. Because the beam yeah. weapons don't break through shields, generally, or they're very poor at breaking through shields. So you have to kind of time it with when their shields are down. So mm. very important to have the pause button handy for that. Otherwise, you, you know you blink and you'll miss your opening. Yeah. But uh, another thing about that's cool about FTL uh, was the mods for it. I've been playing playing around with the mods a little bit. Uh, there was previously a very active FTL modding community that seems to have died down a lot in mm. recent years. But their mods are still available, and you can they have like. Graphical upgrades and mods. They have uh, like gameplay mods, like one we called Infinite Space, where you can basically just play FTL like forever until you die, instead of you know going to a specific objective. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and they they make it so that like after the first map, at the end of every like every exit beacon, you have to fight like a mini boss. Mm. To like to test your might, Mortal Kombat style. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, test your might. This so actually this actually makes it much harder to progress in the infinite space than it is in regular FDL because the mini bosses are almost as strong as the flagship. They generally have either three or four shield points, which is like four is like the most shields you can have, and deadly weapons. Mm-hmm. But they also have, like, ship mods, where you can play as custom ships. Huh. Some are entirely made up. Uh, some are based off of popular science fiction ships, such as the the R-Wing from the Star Fox franchise. Uh -huh. Various Star Wars and Star Trek uh, mock-ups, including of the Millennium course. Falcon. Yep. 
And uh, one that I found that was quite amusing is you can play as the Death Star. <laughs> How do you do a top-down of the Death Star? I mean, it's, I mean, it's just, well, it's just, it's just gonna, I can assume it's just going to be a circle. With a little yeah, it's bit. roughly circular. Yeah. It's great, too, because it, like, it has like the FTL like visuals for the rooms and stuff but like every in between teleports the rooms disappear and you get a glimpse of like the actual ship itself and it literally is just like a picture of like a pixelated picture of the death star nice oh and you know what believe it or not the death star is not actually that overpowered maybe in regular fdl it is but in infinite space nothing is overpowered no because it's always going to be a bigger fish yep no you uh you still have struggles even in that. Mm. But yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with FTL this week, and I will probably continue to have fun with FTL. Oh, good, good. Good. No worries. Right. Well, that's that's what we've been playing. Uh, so let's uh, see what uh, what news has been going on. I mean, it's a brand new month. You know, 2019. It's a good way to... Brand new to, month, to brand new year. It's all new. Yeah. Yeah, new year, new month. Let's go, let's go to all the happy news. Wait. Uh, let's. So, Wait. which happy news are we gonna pick? The one where your video games are gonna become more expensive, the one where Blizzard is losing critical staff members, or the one where it's the streamer violently assaults his wife. Yeah. Well, let's start with. Uh, we'll start with this one, the one that Stefan had placed into the news for us, the one from the Daily Star. I will take this with the biggest pinch of salt. So, this was published on the 6th of January, apparently. Today, even though I'm sure Steph shared it yesterday. Yeah, the Daily Star, for anyone around outside of the UK who doesn't know, Me? it's a, yeah, it's what I'd call a, uh, a shit rag. It's a tabloid newspaper. Generally, a lot of, a lot of big words, or like, Capital letters in your headlines to make things sound like the scarier than they actually are, and and stuff like that. Um, and generally, they ended up being known as selling. And I don't like to use this fake news. <clears throat> A lot of you know, like we we've did this. We've spoke to an anonymous source, and they always speak to an anonymous source. But uh, yeah, either because the source doesn't exist, or because the source doesn't want to be associated with their terrible news board. Either way. Yeah, but yeah, in the stars' case, it's because they generally don't exist. But the one that uh, Steph's put up underneath the breaking news of Rain Wayne Rooney arrested for being drunk in public and swearing in the U.S. Um, yeah, apparently this is the headline that we got: Games warning: Your PS4, Xbox, and Switch games could get a lot more expensive in 2019 so this yeah this this story is apparently so yeah so even though they're saying that the um, the games industry is worth 3.6 billion pounds or 4.85 billion dollars um and the 88 percent of sales are coming from digital platforms that's not enough money um you know it's just ridiculous the you know that we know Digital games are more expensive than they should be anyway, considering the fact that the whole point of a digital market is that you're not you're able to sell uh, save money on disc printing and case making, having to do box art and all that shit. It's supposed to be a cheaper thing, but physical copies in the UK at least are 
I mean, this this is actually a fact. Daily Star have actually got something right for a change. Digital copy, uh, sorry, physical copies of stuff are generally five to ten pounds cheaper than their digital variants. And that is very odd. Yeah, it is. It is a, an odd thing, and it's even if we take into like game shops or like game, our biggest retailer of digital of, of physical games. Even when they sell something that's usually five pounds more expensive than the retail price, it's still cheaper than the digital versions. And yeah, the problem is the industry is actually wanting to focus more on digital downloads. I mean, recently, I mean, you know, there's the big rumors that the new generation of consoles are going to go digital only, or even streaming. Ugh, and I, I I don't like the idea of streaming games. It's you know it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, that's that has to come from an opinion based on that because I've actually just scrolled down this whole article. They've not mentioned anything about why they're going to get more expensive. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was looking through this article and I was like, you know, searching for like like justification for this supposed increase in price. It's just like I yeah. no one really said anything. It's just like no. why why so why is the price going up? It's like oh you yeah. don't know. No, it's it's that's I mean that is a good question, and we can't just keep saying server space is going to be the thing, but yeah, it's just it's just a thing. If uh, you want to more you want to play more of the games you love, expect to do less because they're going to cost more. So uh, yeah, so we got that bit of depressing news out of the way. So uh, well, if we can call it news, we'll call it news with. Enormous quotation marks around it. Yeah. Well, the Daily Star. This, as is, we say. this is more of a opinionated speculation than news. Yep. That's news tabloids for you. reports a fact that happened, like a thing or event that's happened or happening. That's news. This is like, mm. this This is not, I would not qualify this as news. No. No. So let's, let's move to news then. And uh, we'll go to PC Gamer for the next one. Um, there's no... There's no witty segue I can do this that I can do with this because I don't want to. It's a it's a you know it's a shit story in in or a shit situation in the in you know the face of things, and yeah, the fact that this has happened is is ridiculous. So I think we mentioned it on the podcast like in November, uh, December somewhere about the Twitch streamer who assaulted his partner during a live stream of him playing Fortnite. Mm. A, a guy by the name of Mr. Dead, uh, Mr. Deadmoth, or yeah, that's a uh, great as his name. actual name is, uh, is his name Luke Mundy, uh, from Australia somewhere. Um, yeah, I I saw the video of this. I didn't like one bit of it. He's playing Fortnite. His wife off camera. It's like, come on, can you get off this? It's like, no, fuck off. I'm playing. Okay, to be fair, a cardboard box hits him in the face. An empty cardboard box. He then proceeds to go off camera. You hear the sound of fudding and the protestations from the wife off camera. You are a woman basher. Don't, and this is quoted, don't hit me in the face. Don't touch me in the face. You hear that, all the people there, he just hit me in the face. And he's a father of two. And you heard the kids screaming in the background as well. It was quite father uncomfortable. Father two and a half apparently. Yeah, yeah, himself. Um, so, yeah, his Twitch account then got banned. He got arrested. Rightfully so. And, 
And um, yeah, he's he's charged with common assault. Rightfully um, so. So there. What isn't rightfully so is the fact that uh, a few days ago he was on Twitch. Oh boy. S- streaming. So uh, yeah, that was a bit weird. He's you know his account was unbanned. He was able to carry on streaming more potentially Fortnite. Um, and yeah, there was a backlash, you know. Um, I'm you know, and I'm all for innocent until until proven guilty. But you know, at that point, you keep the you keep the account banned pending you know the investigation. You know, if it turns out that this was you know because a lot a lot of what people are saying is well, two things. One, oh, she instigated it. It was a fucking cardboard box. I'm sorry. There was, yeah. I mean, you don't want to escalate from a cardboard box to a punch in the face, first of all. And second of all, there is some things going on in that relationship that, you know, first of all, I mean, presumably this is like his, I don't know how big of a streamer he is, but I mean, I mean, how, was this guy like popular? Like, was this like his, his job or was this a hobby? I I don't know. I mean, he's got himself a, a nice little overlay and stuff. He's probably trying to get into the things. I don't know. I mean, it was. I mean, it was obviously popular enough for people to share it all over Twitter, and you know, to you know, to to get banned quickly on that on that case. But I'd say he'd be relatively mid low level, probably. Um, he's certainly not ninja style of a Fortnite player. But so yeah, so popular but not popular enough. But yeah, so like you say, you're right. You know, that is a load of escalation in a relationship that shouldn't be sort of happening and no I'm I you know I'm not I'm not gonna go on this you know sort of left wing right wing thing personal opinion no I'm sorry there there then yeah there are other ways to solve getting hit in the face with an empty cardboard box other than your fists it's like if you're two and a half kids into a relationship with somebody and you're only 26 by the way like that's Quite yeah. a bit of kids to have for this day and age, at that age. It's like, if you're two and a half kids into a relationship with someone, and, like, the fact that you play video games in front of a live audience is, like, a problem for one of the two mm. of you, it's like, hmm, it's like, what, how did, how did this happen? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's the other thing as well. If you're going to be doing something like streaming, you know, I guess in terms of us as well, I'm sort of this, you know, podcasty content creation stuff, there's going to be a time that as you go through that, you are going to be looked up to as a role model. And if that is what you want people to remember you by... Well, I, God, well, I mean... God help, God, God help me. <laughs> I mean, you got to figure he's not that old to begin with, but he's also playing yeah. Fortnite, which is very popular amongst uh, young, younger gamers. Uh, yeah. You know. So Yeah, so people are going to see this. Yeah. And that's, and, that's, and that's going to be the thing. I mean, granted, at this point... Um, you know, he's you know he was streaming. He got caught out. One of the moderators at Twitch, um, guy called what's his name? It's in the article, uh, Marcus Graham, um, or DJ Wheat as he goes by. He's one of the big, you know, sort of community managers for for Twitch. You know, when he's even like wondering how did this get by me? Yeah, it's it's a problem. But 
it's happened again. It's been deactivated again by Twitch. Um, they've spoke to Kotaku about it and said uh, the following statement. Uh, protecting the integrity of our community is incredibly important to us. We want everyone on Twitch to have a safe and positive experience and work constantly towards that goal. Part of that work includes examining our policies and practices when we find that they don't properly address specific incidents to ensure we're adapting as the Twitch community grows. That basically sounds uh, like PR speak for, we, oops, we fucked up, uh, let's just undo that. But um, yeah, that's just that's just how that goes. You know, we'll see how the, how the case goes. It, like I say, if it turns out it was just a... You know, nothing happened. So be it. He can come back. You know. I don't know. He, on on a side to... note, this uh, this screenshot of him that's in the article, he, he actually really looks like a guy he used to go to high school with. I know he's Australian, oh. so it's like that's obviously not the case. But he really does mm. remind me of somebody. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, that'll be a developing news story. Might keep a you know keep an eye out on that. But uh, yeah, don't act like a twat on the internet. Everyone knows the Will Wheaton rules of the internet. Just four simple words. Don't be a dick. Yep. When you're in the public eye, you have a responsibility to, you know, conduct yourselves yeah. in a way that would be that is appropriate. You know, consider yeah. who's watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Uh, let's. But anyway, one... I, let's move on to another article. Yeah. Yeah. One one last bit of news, and then we will ramp this up. I know it's like we're only on like forty minutes, but. We're just getting back into the into the swing of things. Between uh, there only being two of us and me having to go, uh, we should definitely keep this short. So, yeah, definitely right. So last one before Christmas, we <laughs> again we joked about people losing jobs. Um, you know, I no, we joked about the idea of what would happen if a company decided to let go half their employees before New Year, and unfortunately, we never you know. In that two weeks where we didn't do these podcasts, Blizzard and Activision decided to be Blizzard and Activision again and start getting rid of people. Um, one of the side news stories, not on this article that we got, is that Blizzard have been requesting for employees to leave their jobs for a little bit of compensation payouts. Not redundancy or, or losses of jobs like that. It's just like, we'll pay you a little bit if you leave. Could you, could you, could you leave? And given that what we had with the the news in December about um, Heroes of the Storm, yeah, it sounds like it's not going very well. Maybe all those uh, um, maybe all those announcements for Diablo Immortal probably you know come back to bite you and those uh, loot boxes and all that. But uh, sounds like there's yeah. some dissent going on over at uh, Blizzard Activision behind the scenes lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Last I mean, year look or so. What, yeah, so I mean, last week, um, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard CFO Spencer Newman uh, left the company, Reed fired, but no worries, he's he's managed to pick up a, you know, he's um, landed on his feet because he's now at Netflix. Hey man, I mean, CFO of a company like Blizzard Activision, one of the biggest company gaming companies in the industry, yeah. land that, I mean, hire that man, you know. Yeah. But I don't care if he was le- if he left or was fired, man. I'm if I'm Netflix, I'm being like, hey, we we got a good one. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good one. This is a this is a Gamespot article, by the way, just to keep credit in our sources. Um, but yeah, uh, now Blizzard, now Blizzard CFO, uh, Amrita Ahuja has also yeah she's mobile, now left the company. Mobile payment company worth- Square. 
Yeah, that's not to be confused with Square Enix. Um, Jack Dorsey, that sounds familiar. That name sounds familiar. Jerry Dorsey? Hmm. But, uh, yeah... I will, you know, look at that while I just uh, talk a bit. But um, yeah. So to find it, you know, that Bl- Activision Blizzard's two big CFO, you know, people. Uh, oh, I know who he is now. He's the co-founder of Twitter. Jack Dorsey. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he's he's got his own problems, but you know, for the for the point of this news, yeah. So so the fact that you know, yeah, people are just jumping ship off off Blizzard. They are hemorrhaging big names. Yeah, well, they're hemorrhaging up like upper staff members. They lost two CFOs, one for the ho- the whole parent company, one just for Blizzard, and yeah. and I guess back I, reading at the bottom of this article, like, and back in October they lost their co-founder and longtime president. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, Mike Morhaime. Um, yeah, the guy basically who brought sort of the Warcraft, Starcraft games into you know into production and. You know, put put Blizzard probably properly on the map with World of Warcraft and Diablo two. You know who else retired yeah. early, sometime last year? I think it was last year or maybe the year before. Chris Metzen retired. Yeah. 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 So that's basically the names that you associated with Blizzard. Yeah, I mean Chris Metzen was uh, really big in the uh, the StarCraft uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know he. I mean, I mean, he was obviously. I don't know. I learned less about the Warcraft, but I know he was like. The man for StarCraft in particular. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, so it's just I it's not great. It's not been a good quarter four for Blizzard at all. And you know, it's 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 quite concerning. I mean the only thing that I mean it's almost like they are putting all their eggs in one basket in regards to Overwatch and its esporty sort of thing. I mean, I guess they got Call of is, Duty as well, but I mean, it is yeah. I mean, between Call of Duty and Overwatch, they've got two of the best. You know, they have probably one of the best-selling individual PC games of all time, and one of the best-selling PC, you know, franchise or but not PC. I mean, the best-selling one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time. It's like they got yeah. It's yeah. like I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's, it's you know, well, it's not it's not a good good start to the year, but uh. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get any worse for them because I actually like their games. I might not like the practices as much, but the games are there. And I mean, as long as they can get into a way where you know the entertainment comes first, that's the whole point of the games industry. Especially uh, a BBC article I saw um, over the weekend, and it was it was just simply, you know, um, games are now the biggest entertainment media in the UK at least. Out, like surpassing by a third, the uh, music and film industry combined. Wow. Yeah. No, I believe so, so, it. Yeah. So it's you know it's the big entertainment. You know, just need to to get there. Problem is, practices like this are gonna. Well, you'd say, I'd say practices like this are supposed to have crippled the industry, and you know, it seems to have worked the wrong wrong way round. But. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Again, we'll monitor the the sort of the Blizzard thing and hopefully they don't hopefully lose any more. Get better. You know, upper staff members. Yeah, one could one could say it was an avalanche of employees leaving. Was that was so, that a Blizzard pun? It was a Blizzard pun. Thank you. You're 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 a bad person. I am, I am. Uh, maybe maybe I'm evil. 
Maybe, uh, maybe we'll get rid of you. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, I'll get punished by being able to play nothing but FTL for the next week. Ch Chief Creative Officer. <laughs> Chief Creative Officer of uh, Ryan of Immaterial uh, Gamers. Has uh, yeah. has has left, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. To 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 join, um, the production line. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, we will wrap this up. Uh, yep. Thank you very much, Duncan, for 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 joining me on this endeavor of the year. I didn't expect to, but I am here anyway. Yeah. Surprise guest. Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. It's like I really didn't expect to be here, but I guess I am. So let's make the best of it. Hi, perfect. But um, yeah, and thank you everyone for for listening. Uh, please do if you're listening to this on YouTube, please do the likey, sharey, subscribe thing with the bell, and share it to your friends. Any feedback would be greatly appreciative as well. The comment section will be open, not necessarily read, but they will be open. Um, if you listening to this on iTunes or an RSS feed, share it to your friends that way. That'd be all great. And until next week, please don't fire each other. Just, uh, you know, just just get along with each other, work hard, and make the world a better place. We're to we we're to I get toning it down from don't kill each other. We're just, we're lowering our expectations. It's like just don't fire each other. Yeah. You know? and it's like just keep your jobs. You know, that's yeah. all we want. Yeah, that's 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 that. And yeah, failing that, please don't kill each other. But uh, <laughs> all right, everyone, have a good week, and we shall see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>